talk about the cult classic movie from 2016, Hush. Yes. Uh, great fucking movie. Uh, it had its world premiere at South by Southwest on March 12, 2016, and it uh, came out and on Netflix that April. It's kind of stayed on Netflix this whole time. It's been a big hit for well, that. Well, it is a Netflix movie. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know this, Daniel, the director of this movie is actually not only the director of Dr. Sleep, but he is also the director of The Haunting of Hill House, which is on Netflix as well. Yeah. So that's a little tidbit for you guys. Well, Mike Flanagan's also a very uh, esteemed director. Uh, oh, absolutely. I was just naming a couple of things that he did. Yeah. He's they, done a lot more than that. His uh, Hunting on Hill House is a really scary series, or was that a movie? It is a, a series. You're thinking, oh. uh, you're thinking of the, mo- uh, the movie um, that's called The Haunting of Hill House, because there is a movie. But this uh, the series that he did has nothing to do with the movie. But I mean, as a as a director, he's gotten praise from Stephen King, Quentin Tarantino, uh, a lot of big name directors uh, love him, and he's known for his character work and themes. And uh, it, it's absolutely. less just blowing Stephen King absolutely adored Doctor Sleep. And it yeah. was really, 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 really hard to get Stephen King to praise your work. Yeah. Like, that's maybe, like, one of the five movies that I know that he actually enjoys. Like, he doesn't like a lot of the movies that came out that are of his work. But Hush was a completely different take, though, Daniel, wouldn't you say? Because it was less ghosts and shit like that, and it was more of a cat and mouse. It was very real. That's, I oh, absolutely. This isn't one we're going to shit on, you know. This is uh, one of the better horror movies. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It did lose a couple points for me, but I'll go through that as we go through the movie. Really? It, it's just a couple. It's just a couple of points. That's it. It's not that huge. It's just a couple of points because, unfortunately, they didn't think all the way through with some stuff. 
that's all I'm going to say. Do you want me to do a non-spoiler? Yeah. Okay. Give, give so the background non- a little bit. Okay, so the background is you got this girl named Maddie, and she's cooking and everything, and you really don't know what's going on, and then all of a sudden, everything goes completely silent. And you you realize almost right away, unless you're not that good at picking up those kind of things, that she's deaf. And she has a friend, Sarah, who lives next door, who wants to come over. And she comes over, and Maddie ends up burning her food. But when Maddie ends up burning it, a fire alarm goes off. And it's a really intense fire alarm. So anyway, flash forward, Sarah went home, Maddie's in the kitchen, something went down with Sarah, I'm not going to reveal that just yet, and then all of a sudden, Maddie is in a cat and mouse-like fight for her life. Yeah. So if you really enjoy those kind of movies, I would also really relate it to the movie The Panic Room. Because it's a very big cat and mouse movie. Yes. Uh, So it is on Netflix. Go and check it. It's on Netflix. Hush. Go ahead and check it out if you guys haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it yet and you don't want spoilers, go ahead, turn this off, go watch the movie, and then come back. Really? Daniel, we're doing... That was not well, a spoiler I would, review. I would agree. I would, agree. Uh, <laughs> I, I would completely agree. But, I mean, it came out in 2016, too. And uh, it's kind of hard to... Uh, this movie... My non-spoiler is pretty much the same. Well, now we can spoil it, because I already gave my non-spoiler review. So now we can go ahead and spoil it. Okay. It was a great So, movie. yeah. It was a great right. movie, and I really loved how they eased into showing you that she was deaf and mute, because you really wouldn't have gotten that, and you really wouldn't have realized that she had gotten sick with meningitis that caused her to have this disability if the director didn't decide to focus on the back of her first book. Yeah. Because if you're paying attention, on the back of her first book, it has her bio. And in her bio, she says everything that she can't do. And then she got sick at 13. So that's pretty cool. i got to give it to the cinematographer for that. Now, the one thing that I'm going to mention is, so she had a fire alarm, right? It was blaring. It was going off. Now, what did she say to Sarah? She said, it's so loud, so I can hear the vibrations, right? Well, when Sarah was getting gutted like a scared pig, she was slamming on Maddie's door. She would have felt those vibrations. That's where it loses a point for me. Really? That's so that's so nitpicky. It's just not realistic. Daniel, it's my job to be nitpicky. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like they touched on a lot of those details throughout the movie, too, though. And uh, they were still careful with it. I mean, 
I feel like we give so much to some of these other movies. All right, you know, so I'll just deduct a third of a point. How was that? That's no, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. But, uh, we'll it just was, take uh, a third off. The character of Maddie Young was a really, like, strong character. And, uh, and I love the beginning, too, though, Daniel, when she was talking to her sister. Yeah. And the sister saw the guy move in the background and take her phone. But Maddie brushed it off, saying that it was bitch, her cat. Which yeah. is an amazing name for a cat, by the way. Um, I will have to say, yeah. I will have to say, though, I got to give it to this girl. She's fucking smart. She is. She's a smart cookie. I mean, it's been a while that I've watched a horror movie where the leading lady is just so intelligent. Uh, for everything he had, she had something too. Yeah, she she was re- it was it was a perfect movie where this this guy's a real fucking scumbag and he's coming after her, and you really don't know the reason for most of the film. And, and there uh, is no reason. Exactly. So there's you, no you reason he's doing it for fun. Right, but. Her and his, she is outsmarting him every time, and he's just he's he just wants to kill her, and, and it's almost like he keeps going because it's more of a challenge, and uh, that's what kind of makes it interesting to me. That like at sometimes like I I don't know why he wasn't like fuck it and walked away, <laughs> but I think it was the thrill of the chase. Honestly, I think it's because she was putting up such a good fight. He didn't want to stop. Yeah. It was fun for him. Yeah. Uh, John Gallagher Jr., who played the man, and that, that's his character's name, the man, he he was very chilling. And uh, very, you know, you could tell this guy was a psychopath and, you know, the whole crossbow shit. It, it's just that, that being his weapon of choice. Is, is I know, and that takes, that takes a lot of balls to have that be your only weapon of choice is a crossbow. Because yeah. that requires so much fucking strength, you guys. You have no idea. Like, normally, it will require, like, two people to load the damn thing. A crossbow? This bitch. Yeah. yeah. This bitch tried so hard. Did you get my finger? Tried so hard that she was finally able to get it. And she was in so much pain, guys. Like, at this point, she had already gotten a crossbow to her leg. And I want to talk about that for a second, Daniel, because you saw where that hit her, right? Yeah, kind of like lower leg. Yeah, and that is that is a kill spot. I've explained this to you and our audience before because they did that on screen. Right. That's a place where, where where you get hit and you bleed out, and there's nothing you can do. So mm-hmm. um, I do think that that was really cool. I think that was very realistic. I do feel terrible, terribly awful about Sarah's boyfriend, John. 
her husband. Yeah. He was just so stupid. Yeah, he was an idiot. I, I mean, I'm sorry. If the guy's a freaking, if the guy's a fucking deputy and whatnot, where's his badge? Where's his car? Exactly. And what kind of police officer is going to ask you to use your phone? They're not. So, to me, that was pretty, I, I was screaming at the screen for that one. Uh, that frustrated me a lot. I mean, unfortunately, the only reason he really died was because Maddie distracted him. But yeah. I feel like he could have acted a hell of a lot sooner. I don't know if you agree. I just feel like he could have acted a lot sooner. Oh, he definitely could have. And I do agree with that. I think he could have. Because he, he had to know something was wrong. He picked up a rock. Exactly. So, obviously, yeah. he was sketched. Mm-hmm. But he should have done something about it before she tried to get his attention. And that was that was on her. I mean, she – but I will give it to her, though. She didn't wallow. No, she and did not movies, wallow. Exactly. And in these movies, you see that a lot when they accidentally get their friend killed and they wallow in it for a little bit and then they get a burst of strength. She didn't stop the entire, the entire fucking time. Yeah. There was no wallowing. There was no her giving up on herself and being sad and whatnot. Like, she's coming up with alternate endings, guys. She's tough in her head. Yeah. Because she wants to figure out if she thinks that she could run or if she could hide or if she could outsmart him. And she realizes that she can't do any of it, so then she decides to kill him. Now, did he know she was deaf? Yes. Yeah, because she put it on the window, shared. But he did when not she wrote know. him a message in lipstick, she said, "I'm uh, I'm deaf. I didn't see anything. Uh, please just go away." And he lifted up his mask. And actually, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is, is when they're doing that, and she. But he doesn't know that she can read lips really well, and he's kind of talking. He figures shit. it out. He figures it out later, but in that moment, he does not know, and that is a fact. And he, he does not – and that's how smart she is. I mean, it, and it takes him a minute to figure it out, too. Yeah, she's very, 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 very clever. She definitely has that survival fight-or-flight instinct, and she's a fighter, man. Yeah, but Katie Siegel is actually known as, like, a scream queen anyway, and she's also clapping the husband. They're married, and or she's clapping the director. Her and, uh, well, Mike yeah, and but I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. She still did a really good job. You got to give her more credit than credit's due because she helped write the script. The extra stuff? Oh. No, she wasn't deaf in real life. But she. No, she's not. No, she's they not. interview she's deaf not. people. But she helped write the script for this movie, which is probably why her character is so badass. <laughs> and also, uh,. I mean, like, she she really knows what she's doing. She's also been in uh, Ouija. She was in Gerald's Game, too. She was the woman in that. So she, she's in a lot <gasps> she of She was the woman in Gerald's Game. That's a good movie, by the way, guys. We're going to have to do that one. And that's another Flanagan movie, too. So. 
He's a really good that combo. He's just such really a good, good director. Guys. He's really good at suspense. Yes. And uh he's very good at that tension being there. And you know, you can talk shit all your direct why do you put your wife in it? But if it's good, fuck it. And if she's good, fuck it. It's the same thing with uh, Rob Zombie and Cheryl Moon Zombie. He puts her in everything. Yeah, exactly. Who's also Fedora I mean, and she's not and that bad of an actress. No, not at all. For a good little horror so, girl, she's a good screen queen. He's a great director. Exactly, and the same thing goes for these two as, as well. They're definitely a powerhouse, and I definitely... Can't wait to see what comes out of their brains next. Yeah, they've done a lot of shit. But, uh, yeah, th- this movie was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, uh, I, I like how sadistic the man was. And that mask was yeah. a bit creepy. Oh, absolutely. That mask was hella creepy. But it was, it was very shocking to have him be like, you know what, now you have seen my face. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do now? And it was just like, oh my goodness, she's screwed. Yeah. And I, another thing I like about the movie is that it did something different. Uh, exactly. I love movies that do that. I know you do too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if our listeners do as well, but I love it when they bring something new to the table. No, me too. It, it, it's it's really dope to see, and uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought they did a really good job with this. Uh, there was a there was a lot of I mean, it's a suspenseful movie, and it's not really it doesn't rely on jump scares, but it's so <laughs> it, it's hard to it's hard to kind of explain how you get the frights out of this movie, but it is there, and it does have a scary appeal to it. It's just so damn tense yeah, and suspenseful, and it has you on the edge of your seat almost the entire time. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's probably the scariest part. Oh, yeah. It's like he snuck into her apartment. He has her cell phone. She has no way of calling for help. Yeah, and it it, it could be very, it could be very real, and it it could definitely happen. Uh, it could happen to anybody. Absolutely. That's why you. That's why I tell people all the time: you should not live in a secluded house in the woods. No. As just asking for trouble. I'm asking for trouble. You are? Yeah, because I want to live in a secluded house in the woods. Yeah, but just keep your hair and you should be okay. All right, so you want me to tell them what we're doing next week? Or wait, we got to rate this. What would you rate it? Uh, Well, uh, I mean, ultimately, my top kill goes to my boy John because he's the one that really got fucked. Oh, you asshole, you stole mine, so I'm going to have to go with Sarah. Yeah, Sarah got fucked, too. Poor John. And, but, Maddie, why do you have to bang on the fucking window? Just let the dude, like, he got fucked up. He had it. He had a rock and everything. Like, he was ready to go. 
like as cool as she is, we've been giving her a lot of praise. That was her one fuck up. That she yeah. she she kind of caused my boy John to get eaten. And the guy even said, like, thank God for her because I would have never won that fight. Exactly. Just to make her feel even worse. Okay. And honestly, though, that was a really real statement because I don't think he could have survived. Yeah. When she put the corkscrew through his neck, it was pretty nuts, too. Yeah. So, so I would definitely have to give this movie nine laptops. I go nine laptops as well. Another, it's a Blumhouse production. Uh, I mean, that's who produced it. it. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great watch. I, I'd recommend this to almost anybody. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's not too gory. It's not too scary. It's got just enough in there for for everyone. Exactly. So, uh, Mindy, what are we doing next week? All right, guys. So next week, we're going to take a little bit of a turn here and uh, go to another one of my favorite genres, which is the genre of people getting stranded in water. And so the first one that I came up with was a movie called Open Water, which is actually very closely based to a true to a true story. There's not many differences between the true story and the movie. So that'll be really good. Hopefully y'all will go and watch it and whatnot so you can tune in and see what we think of it. But I think it'll be a really good watch. Oh, it sounds like it'll be fucking awesome. Uh, I, I I've seen it before, but I can't wait to revisit it. I it's just wait. so different when you have to watch it again. Yeah, it's way different. So I I I'm I'm very excited to get into that. You got anything else, Mindy? Or we we? Uh, no, I mean, um, I was gonna pass it to you real quick about that video game. Yeah, uh, I, I want to do – yeah, I mean, that is news. I'm thinking about – I just don't know if I could justify buying the game because it's a, it's a you know, it's a brand-new, you know, $70 game. But it's uh, – and it's, it's about like a 10-hour long, but you can always go back and replay. It's called The Quarry. And these guys that, that made the video game, uh, it, it's published by 2K. But it's also it's made by like uh, a smaller, a, a smaller uh, video game publisher. Let me find up David Arquette's in it. <laughs> That's kind of the I, one thing. Oh I'm, no! I swear to God, they've used they they've got some horror veterans. So I will tell you the cast listing. But it's an interactive drama horror video game by Supermassive Games. It it's a very classic horror. These are also people uh, for PlayStation fans. They did uh, Until Dawn which is another slasher type, but this is like a classic. I mean, so is the other one, and it's kind of like a, this is a spiritual successor to that one. But this new one is a choose-your-own-adventure, correct? Well, yeah, and so is Until Dawn, but this is like, this is kind of souped up for the new generation. It's very much choose-your-adventure. There's nine camp counselors in this thing, basically, and uh-huh. they got to and nine different teenagers, and they have to survive a night at Hackett's Quarry. 
and you make different decisions. You play, you, you're going to play as all of them. You can have people come and do couch co-op and you can play together and you can each control a different counselor and every decision you make, every little thing, some of it, it might just be like to start a relationship or, or do little things or, or, you know, just make a quick decision. Some of it could save your ass and some of it could get you killed and you can make it through the whole game like, but it's impossible to make it through the whole game with everyone surviving. But uh, there's like 10 to 12 different ways for each kid to die. And uh, that sounds it, it's so just, dope. It looks super. It's like the ultimate video game for a horror movie fan. And that's why I sent it to you the other day. I do kind of want to get it and then you and me play it and review it for the show. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, they can even live stream us playing it. That would be fucking sweet. Uh, but some yeah. of the ensemble casts in this, David Arquette's in it. He's kind of, he's not one of the playable characters. But can he, I explain what? Players. Can I explain who he is for the older, for the younger generation? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so everyone at this point knows the show American Idol because it's come back like four times and whatnot. But back when it was just the original and whatnot, and you had Paula, Randy, and Simon, and everything. There was this little boy named, um, I can't remember his name now. Wait, what are you talking David about? Arquette. David Arquette is fucking our boy from Scream, Mindy. <laughs> David Arquette? What? Yeah, David Arquette, that's Dewey. You're thinking oh, of guys, I'm sorry. I got the wrong person. I wasn't thinking of Ryan Seacrest. I was thinking of that David Archuleta. Oh, David Archuleta. Okay, so. <laughs> David Archuleta. All right, guys, so we're going to have to take away my horror card for a day because that was, that, was, that was really, really bad, guys. That was, that was bad. Go ahead, Daniel. Keep on going with the list. Save me, please. No, you're good. Uh, but David Arquette is in this, so it automatically gives it credibility because he's in this bitch. You know what I mean? And, and they motion mm-hmm. capture his face. Uh, he gives a lot of the backstory, uh, so he's not one of the teenagers. But but some of the people like Brenda Song's in this. Ooh, uh, London Tipton. She she is in this thing. Uh, Ted Raimi, who who's been in? He was in the Evil Dead movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's Sam Raimi's uh, brother, right? As brother or son, I can't remember. Brother. Uh, Grace Zabritsky from uh, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynn Shea, who uh, cool. is known from the Insidious movies. Yeah, I like her. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of really good. I'm trying. The kid from uh, Detective Pikachu is in this shit too. I, I I forgot his name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the kid's name. I honestly didn't watch that movie. But uh, the hell of a cast. A lot of people and the quick time events and, and there's a little aiming and shooting and stuff. But it's very. Uh, you you could also put this in movie mode and hang out on the couch and watch it. And you can set some oh, of the cool. personality traits to the characters and just sit there and watch what they do and watch what happens. But you can also play. It, it just looks a lot of fun. I, I, I think we will. You might get it in the future. <laughs> I yeah. might kind of want to. Not right now. 
Game Pass, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, with all that being yeah. said, uh, everyone have a great week. Mindy, I will see you next week. And uh, All right, guys. Be safe. Hootie who? Hootie who? And I will talk to you all later. All righty. Thank <laughs> you.